about opening up. And the kingdom of God. We all seek the truth. We want to know God. But there are deceptive spirits around. There are things that we are taught that has nothing to do with the deceptive spirits. Do you understand? But we search out the truth and we seek the truth. So when Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand, that can mean any amount of things depending on what you know already. So this year, part of what I'll be doing is setting the record straight. What does it say in John 17.3? And is it eternal life that we may know you, we only through God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent? Yes. So the whole idea is that they know who Jesus Christ is, who Christ is, who the Messiah is, and why God has sent him. What was the reason for that? And you will know the truth, and truth will set you free. Yes. Do you understand? Because a lot of people are posting a lot of mistakes, calling themselves Christians. Do you understand? So, um, so I asked the Lord what to do about this. Because I realized, okay, not everybody wants or has this calling. What do I mean by that? Everybody's calling is different. So when I felt this burden, I thought everybody felt this burden. That's what I'm trying to say. Do do, do you understand? Yes? So I was like, how do I get the truth known? How do I let people know your precepts? Because they're good. How do I do that to the world who's totally against you? How do I do that? Uh, So the Lord said, first of all, speak the truth. Don't dilute the truth. And I've been doing that from 2017 onwards. I've been talking about the orientation session, the basics of that. And starting in uh, 2019 and 2020, uh, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. I just finished the Holy Spirit. Now we're going into 2024. Yes? Is that clear? So that's when the truth needs to be opened up. What you said, opened up, I use that word. Yes? So I was afraid of opening things up because I didn't want people to think of Jesus as a long-haired hippie or as someone who is totally religious? One, one or the other. Do, do you understand? Yes? So that then 
is negated for those who really seek the truth. But those who want to be deceived, you can't do anything about that. Those who want to heap up these things for themselves, to, to understand, yes? So that's why God said, okay, teach the word, but have a foundation of the word. But what I'm going to be doing from now on, you will have to ask me, Pastor, where is that in the Bible? Because I'll be talking about things from the scripture, but I mean, not give the reference. For example, this is in 2 Timothy 3.7. Before, I used to have overheads and whatnot, yes? I may just say that, yeah, there are people who are always learning, but never able to come to the fullness or the knowledge of truth. I just told you that. That principle, I told you that, but I didn't give you the reference. Yes, go to 2 Timothy 3.7. Can you read that? Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. That means they're reaching ears. They're always learning. There are enough and more people wanting to learn. But what does it mean? They're never able to come to the knowledge of truth. It's like storing up money in the bank. All they do is store up that money in the bank and they never use it. Do you want to know what do you have in your hand? What is the truth that you know? Give it out. It's more blessed to give than to receive. The truth from the Bible, not the truth that you imagine up or you conjure up. And that's why you place in the church. Do you understand? Yes? If you're going to wait till you're perfect, then... You're going to fail because you're never going to move. You don't want to be always learning, you, but you want to speak the truth to others and give that knowledge out. Is that clear? Yes? Go to 2 Timothy 4.3. For the time will come when they will not enjoy sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Yes, because they have itching ears. What does that mean? They want to learn. They want their interest is piqued by new, new things. You find that in Acts 17, in the Marshall. They all come to hear about something new. Do you, do you understand? Now, all that has happened is those people call themselves Christians and they come to the church. And pastors cater to that need. And I didn't want to cater to that. Oh, you're all interested if I'm saying something new. There's a deep revelation. Who cares about deep revelation? If it's not going to do any good, and you still a rascal and people avoid you like the plague. Now, if you think you hear from God, but you're hearing from the wrong spirit. Or if you're not willing to follow instructions. Is that clear? Yes? 
What's the point in that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the deep revelation. But don't be always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Is that clear? Yes? Yes? Now, because of this, I was actually afraid of teaching because I didn't want to gather a heap of people who just have itching ears. When I moved in, for example, word of knowledge or prophecy, people who had nothing to do with Jesus came. Remember I told you, uh, like the person asked me about the neighbor's dog's daughter's something or the others, they're getting married. Some So what is the brother-in-law, what is, what is he going to be like? Yeah, I'm like, go see. Do you understand? Yeah. And once another time, when the Lord delivered a person, that person's tongue came out, almost touched to the floor or the or like the belly of that person, and came back up. And the Lord completely delivered that person for two weeks. That person came back, and this time the tongue was longer. I'm like, what did you do? Did you, do you understand? Yes? They don't want Jesus. They just want to be set free so they can continue in that sin. Whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Yes? So I said, I don't want to cater to this. And therefore, I'd, I I want, I kept it all inside. And I didn't want to teach it out. Because if I do that, people will gather. Just to hear this. But then... Starting in 2017, the Lord said, I got this. I'll take care of this. You do your job, and I'll do my job. But he spoke to me through scriptures. Can you read Revelation 22, 10 to 11? Revelation 22, 10 to 11. said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, but the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Yes. So, said, the Lord said, Don't worry about this. Do not hold back. Do not seal the words. As the prophecy of this book means, what is revealed? Speak it out. Don't worry about who's unjust, who's filthy, who's unrighteous, who's not holy. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of it. Before I was worried about <laughs> literally thinking, what will I do about this? Because I know people are just have, want to hear great, great new things. And, they go and nothing has changed. Do you understand? But the Lord said, now is the time. Because it says what? Do not seal the words of this prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Just because I'm holding back, those people who actually could benefit are not benefiting because I'm holding back. Let them 
who need to benefit, benefit from this. Do you understand? That is opening up. You understand what I'm saying, yes? Can you read Matthew 13, 24 to 30? These are the two scriptures that the two passages that the Lord spoke to me. And this Matthew 13, um, this passages, um, these passages, the Lord has been speaking to me over and over again um, this year for the next season. So can you read Matthew 13, 24 to 30? Parable of them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. While men slept, the rain came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the corn had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my heart. Yes, I am not the reaper. I am the worker for the harvest. It's not my job to separate them. The Lord knows our hearts. He knows how to separate them. When you read 2 Thessalonians, second chapter, God is sending that delusion to separate the wheat from the chaff. Do you understand? So the Lord said, preach the word, and that's what I'm going to be doing, yes? Yes? Is that clear so far? Yes? So, so that way, you'll understand some of the things that I'm speaking to you when, when you attend this. Um, because here, it's not like a Bible study where I'm giving out the scriptures. As the Lord leads, it's not going to be every week, but to do as the Lord leads, yeah. I have, to, I have to go by that, yes? But um, you have to understand that the Lord is going to speak to each and every one of us. Don't feel condemned that you're going to fall away. Don't worry, no, obviously not. Do you understand? It doesn't matter how many demons you think you have. The name of Jesus is above anything. And everything. Amen? Amen. Yes. So, what you have to understand is that nothing by no means can harm you. And Jesus has given you the authority to cast out demons. But, here's the thing. Without Jesus, can the devil touch you? I'm just asking you. Huh? Okay, you need to understand this from the scripture. Let's go to Romans eleven twenty nine. 
Romans 11:29 Yes for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable That means when God gives you something who's given you that God has given you Therefore you can't give it away no one can steal from you That should be understood Do you understand? If I were to give you a gift, you can give it to give it to someone else. Do 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 you understand? But you can't do that with what is God has given you. What God has given you. This you read in Romans, but is applicable to the whole of humanity. And it comes into it's own in a different light when you understand what it really means why is it put there go to genesis Yes. Let them have what? Dominion. Who's given that? Can it be taken away from you? No. Can the devil take it away from you? No. But the authority of that dominion you can give it because jesus said all authority has been given to me devil said this authority or this has been given to me yes but the dominion still belongs belongs to whom to man how do we know this through scripture go to psalm 115 verse 16 The heaven, yes. even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth He has given to the children of men. That's right. The earth He has given to the children of men. When is this written? After the fall, na? No? After the fall, after the flood, the earth He is still belonging to whom? Children of men. So, to operate on earth, you have to be what? children of men that is why you read go to genesis 62 that the sons of god hmm. saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they could wives for themselves of all the nations the sons of god we have studied that these are angels yes they saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful what did they do they took wives they did not rape them they could have they had the strength to but they took wives in other words according to tradition they went to their the woman's father and asked for 
his daughter's hand in marriage. Why? Who established the covenant of matrimony? God. If they messed with that covenant of matrimony, the kingdom of God will come against them. Because it still has a standing army. Because who's the Lord of hosts? Jesus Christ. They don't want to mess with that. So they had to do it legally. That is why they took wives. So here's Balaam's strategy working the exact opposite. Now is it all making sense? I taught you about Balaam's strategy a long time ago. It's the exact opposite. Now God can't do anything because it's legal, yes? Sons of men, the earth is given to. And guess what? They are, their lusts are being fulfilled. And then they have hybrids through whom, through proxy, they rule. Did you understand? This was happening in the pre-flood era. We read about this in all the cultures, but I'm not going to go into that now because I just want to cover the scriptures. You understand, yes? Yes? So they took wives. Same thing now. Legally, the devil can't touch you. Do you understand? Legally, there has to be a man. That is why in Revelation chapter 6, John wept. Why? Because there was no man, there was no one able to take that scroll and open it up. Why is that? We can say, all kind of things, yes, but when it comes down to it, the lamb that was slain, who's that? Jesus Christ. Not only was he God, he was the son of man, yes? Now, here's the thing. We have been taught in school that we are the apex of the creation. The modern man is better than the prehistoric man. Yes, we live longer, we have better. All that is a lie. The uncorrupted DNA that God made belonged to Adam. From Adam, after the fall, there has only been degradation. That means, like they did I don't know who I was speaking to. They did a study in the 50s, 1950s. They found that a certain percentage of degradation happens every generation. That means our children will not be as uncorrupt as we are. We will not be as uncorrupt as our parents are. That is why you have a daughter like her. <laughs> Hallelujah. But do you understand? Yes, I'm just joking. But do you, why are you smiling? <laughs> but do you understand? Yes. 
but when they being a scientist calculated when all this is going to come to an end and they they got scared because they said at one point not maybe in our generation but soon we will not be able to reproduce anymore because there is so much degradation that is not maybe even our children's generation maybe our children's children's generation i don't know do do understand but it is coming but what is going to save humanity machines you have a salvation without the cross who proclaims salvation without the cross jesus or the devil the devil do you understand yes that is coming so for example as i said transhumanism if you lose your hand and there is technology to replace that hand and have the exactly the same that doesn't make you less human that is like saying this glasses make me less human do you understand but in the book of revelation he speaks about people who are looking for death but can't find it and it is talking about the mark of the beast and it's talking about people who think they can win a war against god think about it put all this together you will see where all this is coming to do you would do understand yes yes but whatever that happens there's a name above all is jesus can you go to philippians 2 9 to 11 danny just read that philippians 2 9 to 11 Philippians 2 Yes hallelujah every name should confess that jesus is lord where those in heaven those on earth and those under the earth that is not poetic language there are some things under the earth so dial before you dig yes do you understand but do do you understand now people said these are aliens and what not and you know they have names for this technology they all live under the earth yeah maybe but that's part of what this means but there is more what is that 
That is why we must understand what the Jews understood. Because it doesn't explain who are those under the earth here, does it? Because it's plain to those who read, who understand that. Same way, Paul is saying, I don't need to tell you this. You already know what will happen. You haven't missed the boat or the rapture. God hasn't come again. Do do, do, do That's what do, do you understand? Yes. So we need to know, and that when is revealed, if you have itching ears, all it will do you no good. You will just heap that up. Yes. Is that clear? But if you know that this is the truth that will set you free, you will walk in freedom, and you will not be afraid of the devil. Do you understand? You know your authority. And the truth will set you free. Amen? Amen. Go to Deuteronomy 29. 29. I think you have to open that. And tell them to come whenever we can. Deuteronomy 29. 29. Yes. The sacred things belong to the Lord of the sacred thing belong to the Lord our God. Yes. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Yes. That we may do all the word of his law. <coughs> that we may what? That we may do all the words of his law. That we may do all the words of whose law? So, to do the words of God's law, what is needed? Huh? A revelation. Without revelation, my people, what? Perish. Did you understand? Yes? So, choose this revelation, not for itching ears, to, to set others free, but... How do you set others free if you're not free? Your cup run, runneth over. Do, do you understand? Yes? You're clear on this. Yes? Yes? So God is going to speak to you. Yes? And don't worry about Satan. He can't touch you. All Christians walk about worrying about Satan. Or the first of all, can darkness comprehend light? No. He's stupid. He wants to understand what you say in the light. So he's, what? what, what? Because had he understood, he would not have crucified Jesus, would he? Do you understand? That's why don't give pearls to swine, yes? Yeah, but here, go to 2 Corinthians 2 11. Two Corinthians two eleven. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of the devices. Yes. So he can take advantage if you're ignorant. That is why I asked all of you to pray before we started. When 
the spirit of lord the lord speaks to us we know and we are not ignorant we know how to proceed do you understand the value of it yes otherwise he will take advantage if you are ignorant when you are not at peace speak it forth you have to do you understand yes lest satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his what devices what does that mean what are devices this camera is a device this computer is a device this phone is a device what are satan's devices we need to know but i'm telling you he can't touch you but i'll just tell you one of his devices main devices are people because if he can be the puppet master he will to get you out of the umbrella so that you get wet who will judge you then god himself will judge you that's why god has said certain principles in most set certain principles in motion so when you follow that you understand his standards they're not therefore imprisoning you do you understand this yes yes no you need to know what is going to happen to this earth that belongs to you and me things that are written down cannot be moved away yes do you understand you finished moving uh, you're okay okay just take a chair and sit down i'm almost done yes so you need to understand what is going to happen otherwise you going to be taken by surprise and like i said earlier the devil is not a creator he just duplicates things do you understand go to ecclesiastes 19 ecclesiastes 19 Ecclesiastes 1.9 That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. As in the days of Noah, so it will be. Jesus said that. There is nothing new under the sun. But in the days of Noah, the watchers did the mischief. maybe satan had a hand in it but he is not changed right now he is not in tartarus those people who did i i mean you know, those sons of god who did the mischief are now in chains do you understand but bible speaks of nephilim even after the flood so what does that mean there's nothing new under the sun 
Do you understand? Yes? But here's what we need to understand. Go to Romans 15, 4. 15, 4. So whatever things were written before were written for our learning. That we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So whatever things were written before were written for our learning, yes? That means God has already told us. I already told you last Sunday or the Sunday before, or I think it was last Sunday. Joseph had a visitation from the angel saying that this child that Mary is carrying is of the Holy Spirit, is of God. If you leave it at that, yes, he might have believed, but it can be a deceptive spirit also. Do you understand? But I'll explain. It says in Isaiah, that the virgin will conceive. That is miraculous. Do you understand? So for those who are willing to say, oh, virgin just means young girl. What is so miraculous about that? If you're willing to understand that, perish with that. Understand that there is no God and you will be with those people who say there is no God. It's not God's problem. Do you understand? Humble yourself before God, yes? So Joseph has given a word, Erema and Logos. Did you understand? In Rema by the angel and Logos that was written. You, you understand? And therefore he believed, yes? For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Now, we don't need an angel coming to each and every one of us because there is an angel in the church, yes? To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, in Thyatira, in Ephesians, write this. So if you are belonging to the Lord, according to Ephesians Four, verse 11 onwards. Can you read that just so that you understand? Ephesians 4, 11. 11, 12, uh, continue from that. Yeah, 11. Whose turn is it to read? Okay. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, that's enough. Who gave? Who is he himself? Huh? God or the devil? You have to think about that, huh? Then what? Who? Jesus. Do you, do you understand? Yes? The body of Christ has what? Apostles? Prophets? Evangelists? Assistant teacher? Submit to that. Belong to a church. And God will speak to that. You don't need an angel. 
because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand the difference in the new covenant? You don't need an angel. But you need what is written, yes? That is why it says don't go beyond what is written. And that is why I'm telling you, you must ask me what I have just said. Where is that in the scripture? Pastor, you said this. Where is that in the scripture? I won't tell you to shut up. I'll tell you. If you don't ask, don't, I think you know. Do you understand? Yes? But here's the thing. Go to Ephesians 6, 12. And I'll end with that. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So who wrote this? The Apostle Paul, yes? Through Revelation, to whom? To the church in Ephesus, yes? So he's saying, we do not wrestle. Wrestle is a contact sport. You can't do it online yet. Yeah, you can't wrestle. Yeah? Maybe, I don't know, some technology will come that way, yeah? But till now, you can't wrestle online, yeah? But you don't wrestle against whom? Flesh and blood, yes? That contact sport of wrestling now, you, I'm saying it is not a sport, yes? It's not against flesh and blood. But it is against whom? Principalities. That means what? They exist and that's real and it's a contact sport. That means what? We think ethereal things. We think spooky stuff because that's what's been taught. They're real. Do you understand? What does principalities mean? Princes who rule over certain areas. They're not humans. Do you understand? So you need to really understand where your battle is. Against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age. That's not humans. Because Paul just said, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but they use humans. Yes. What are these principalities? We need to understand that. Have you heard of Plato? Yes. Plato was a philosopher. He recounted it the story he heard about Atlantis. Plato lived around 300 years before Christ, 300 to 400 years before Christ. So he said he heard from an Egyptian priest who said to, I think a Roman or whoever, that there was a city called Atlantis. 
and he said that Atlantis existed about 9,000 years before he told his own time. So that makes it what? 10,000 years almost before Christ. Yes? You clear, yes? And the founders of Atlantis, according to him, were half God and half human. Yes? And they created an utopian civilization and became a great naval power. But they became greedy, petty, and morally bankrupt. And, according to what he said, the gods became angry that they had lost their way and turned into to 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 immoral pursuits and so these gods destroyed them how there was a violent earthquake and a great flood in a single day it would have been left to a story a fairy tale unless it corresponded exactly almost to what the book of enoch said about the flood of noah and the pre-diluvian age exactly almost the names are different do you understand and in the bible we read about that and the flood of noah yes we need to really understand what the kingdom of god is in school we been taught that the moon that we see if you go out you'll see the moon yes has been around and isn't been a fixture of this earth for as long as the earth existed yes yes why has there no been no mission to the moon after 1960s and why are the people who have been to the moon so dazed and confused when they have a interview like they're saying something or they have seen something i don't know i'm i'm asking you is there something beyond what we have been taught because we have all been told the moon existed but how it came there is still a mystery science science has not proved it because i think there are at least four theories on how it happened one is a collusion um, with the earth and then two and one is everything they've two and some but nothing explains because it falls short short of what is real real what is real there's nothing nowhere they have found that has that orbit exactly facing the earth there's nothing nowhere that they have found where the moon covers the sun exactly now it's moving away a little bit here and there but to to understand but you can say ah oh, then god created that 
that is a sign of god existing that's like saying because london exists in the in the uh, map somewhere the movie werewolf of london is true and there's a werewolf in london did you understand yeah there are accounts historical accounts proven accounts of men riding at time before the moon existed what does that mean i don't know what it means but they say that the moon appeared along the same time that jared in the bible was born and jared says what does jared mean they came down do you understand so is the moon a spaceship i am not going to go into that yes do you understand is the moon hollow i don't know i have not been to the moon myself yes what certain things are mysterious so we need we may not understand the truth completely in this life but i am pretty sure the bible has the answer to that do, do you understand yes so is moon part of the creation in genesis 114 do, do you understand we we can say all that and are these people wrong they could be but my point is what has this got to do with your salvation but here's the thing the truth will know will set you free and god doesn't reveal certain things unless it is important to you and i'm not going to preach those things because it only develop itching ears unless the lord tells me specifically to speak to somebody or the other do, do you understand because sir? i i'm telling you i don't know what what the mystery behind the moon is and all that i, I still don't know yeah do do to understand but what i'm telling you is that there is more to what we have been told because the greek mythology the roman mythology the indian mythology all point to the flood of noah all talk about half god half man existing do do you understand and history is often and always not i wouldn't say often i always written by the victors and there's a god of this age who has been lying to you that is in light of that the truth will set you free amen you understand yes so this is what we are embarking on this year 
So you need to ask questions, and no questions are stupid. Is that clear? Yes? And pray that the Lord will continue helping me organize these things. Because I do not know where to start and where to end. I do not know what to preach and what not to preach, unless the Lord tells me. Okay, I know what to talk about tomorrow. I know what to talk about next week. Do you understand? Yes. But these things will take structure and form as the Lord says. And I'm going to preach the truth. As I know it, and you have to ask. That quest prerogative is on you. The bowl is in your court. You have to ask. What is that? What is this? Is that clear? Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For speaking to us, Lord. Thank you for being with us, strengthening us, and being faithful to us. We give you all glory and we give you praise. We surrender each and every one of us in your hands. We pray, Lord, that you speak to us, Lord. Let us understand that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. And if there is anything that offends us, let us be able to forgive, Father. In Jesus' name, I surrender my brothers and my sisters in Jesus. And I pray for peace. Thank you for everything. I pray for safety, your guidance and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace, yeah?